Guideline First Look Guideline for Prevention of Hypothermia by Lisa Croak The updated AORN, Guideline for Prevention of Hypothermia, will provide guidance on measuring body temperature, selecting methods to prevent or treat hypothermia, defined as a body temperature less than 36 degrees Celsius, 96.8 degrees Fahrenheit, and implementing warming interventions. The guideline was last updated in 2014. According to Byron Burlingame, AORN Senior Perioperative Practice Specialist and Lead Author of the Guideline, the key thing to note with this update is that the guidance applies to all patients because all patients are at risk of hypothermia. This risk can increase based on patient and procedure-related factors. By adopting these recommendations, perioperative teams can better prevent hypothermia and the possible associated negative patient outcomes like myocardial events and increased need for blood transfusions, as well as shivering, he said. Temperature measurement Patients' temperatures should be measured and monitored throughout the perioperative course, with a method in sight chosen in collaboration with the perioperative team based on the requirements of the procedure, anesthesia type and delivery method, accessibility of the body site for measurement, and invasiveness of the measuring technique. The full guideline provides a table outlining temperature measurement sites and methods, along with advantages and disadvantages of each method. You should use the most accurate and reliable temperature measurement method for each individual situation, Berlingame said. If possible, you also should use the same method all the way through perioperative care, because using more than one method can result in different temperatures that are difficult to monitor and compare. It is now recommended that the frequency of temperature measurement be based on the individual patient evaluation and the healthcare organization's policies and procedures. Prevention Methods Because all perioperative patients are at risk for developing hypothermia and maintaining normothermia by preventing hypothermia is supported by clinical practice guidelines, Methods for preventing or treating hypothermia should be implemented for all perioperative patients throughout the course of their care. This could include active warming, passive warming, or a combination. Active warming applies heat, and passive warming insulates against heat loss, Berlingame said. The appropriate method should be determined preoperatively via collaboration among all perioperative team members based on 1 patient factors. 2. The type and duration of the surgical procedure and planned anesthesia. 3. Patient positioning. 4. If a pneumatic tourniquet or an intermittent pneumatic compression device is used. 5. Restrictions from the warming equipment, such as access to the surgical site. And 6. The possibility of adverse events associated with the warming equipment. Burlingame indicated that when selecting an appropriate warming method, personnel should remember that one size does not fit all. You cannot use the same device in every situation, he said. All of these selection criteria are important and have to be considered. When indicated by the patient evaluation, at least one passive warming method, including a cotton blanket, a surgical drape, plastic sheeting, thermal clothing, a non-linting wrap, or a reflective composite fabric blanket or clothing, 
should be used during all phases of perioperative care. High-quality evidence supports using active warming to prevent unplanned perioperative hypothermia. Therefore, when indicated by the patient evaluation, patients should be warmed with at least one of the following active warming methods throughout the course of their perioperative care. 1. A forced air warming device. 2. A water-filled mattress. 3. A circulating water garment. 4. An electric warming blanket. 5. A carbon fiber blanket. 6. A resistive polymer blanket. 7. A thermal exchange chamber. 8. A negative pressure warming system. 9. Warmed anesthesia gases, IV fluids, irrigation fluids, or insufflation gases. Or 10. Radiant warming. When active warming is indicated, patients should be pre-warmed with a selected method, with moderate quality evidence supporting a minimum duration of 10 minutes of pre-warming before anesthesia induction. Pre-warming warms you up so that you have a higher temperature when you get to the OR and are given anesthesia, which is when redistribution of body heat from the core to the periphery occurs, Burlingame said. If you are warmer in advance of anesthesia, the decrease in temperature from redistribution is less. Additional research is needed for both passive and active warming methods to determine if certain approaches are superior to others. Burlingame said that currently, evidence comparing most warming methods is varied, often showing them to be inferior, equivalent, or superior to each other in any number of studies. You really have to weigh the evidence and take into account each situation when selecting a particular intervention, he said. You also have to keep in mind that some of the methods are truly considered adjunct therapies only, and evidence shows that they would not be able to prevent hypothermia when used alone. Conclusion Because all surgical patients are at risk of developing hypothermia, it is important for perioperative teams to monitor patients' body temperature and implement appropriate warming methods throughout the care continuum. Options for temperature measurement and warming, which can include active warming, passive warming, or a combination, should be selected via collaboration among perioperative team members and based on patient and procedure-related factors.